Seeking the Wise Wise. With Aaron and Alexander discussing the just philosophy. Covering self-development, emotional processing, conscious relationships, and five levels of overall wellness. Wise, wise, inward journey. Episode 12. Who's looking out for you? The warmth of the morning sun radiated through the comforter, hugging Stevie's body as she left the dream state and groggily returned to this world. It had been almost two weeks since her big disappointment of not getting the job she wanted, and she had been living in a depressed bubble, barely speaking to Stan or even taking care of herself, for that matter. All of that was going to change today as she had taken a day off from work to hang out with Rio and get clear on all of her current life questions and curiosities. Knowing she had to get moving, Stevie kicked the sheets down, touched both feet to the ground, and headed straight to the shower. She did most of her contemplation and planning there, using it to prepare herself for the day ahead. With the rest of the morning, Stevie prepared a simple breakfast of yogurt and granola followed by a pot of lemongrass and mint herbal tea, which she sipped on as she looked over the list of questions that she had been preparing. Once 2pm finally rolled around, she headed out the door with a messenger bag slung over her shoulder. Inside was a notepad, several colored pens and a beaded gemstone necklace that Stevie picked up from the local spiritual shop as a thank you gift for Rio's time. Stevie arrived at Rio's and they exchanged hellos and other pleasantries as they made their way to the living room. She sat opposite of Rio, opting for the Papasan chair where she could feel a little more comfortable and look Rio face to face. Rio leaned towards Stevie, starting the conversation off, asking, What have you been experiencing lately, Stevie? Haven had mentioned that she helped you ground the other day but didn't offer much more than that. What have you been going through, child? Feeling like the floor was hers, Stevie opened up. Well, it's been a lot. I've been really struggling lately. I've cried, so... Her chest suddenly convulsed and small hiccups of cries mixed with her words as she continued. Cried so much. Like this. Feeling herself being vulnerable in front of someone else, she suddenly felt a release of tightness in her chest enough to create an awkward chain of giggles as she kept on. It's definitely been a challenge, and I'm just confused where I went wrong. Listening intently, Rio asked for clarification. Go on, Stevie. Tell me what led to all of this. What caused friction within you? Well, Stevie began, but then scrambled to find the main event leading to her downfall. I think it all started with a question about my passion that you had asked me. Stevie looked up, waiting for a sign of approval to keep going with her story. Rio sipped on her cup of tea as she leaned in a few inches more. Stevie continued. When I realized I wanted to work with children and verbalized that, it felt so real to me. The day after we all hung out, Haven had messaged me that she saw a job opening at a Montessori school, so I took the initiative and applied for it. They contacted me back right away and we had a Zoom interview. It just felt so synchronistic and faded. She paused to allow Rio the space for any kind of reply, but Rio just looked on, 
energetically sending the message for Stevie to continue. So, anyway, it felt like it was meant to happen, with a whole series of events that occurred. So I pulled out my tarot deck to do a quick reading to get confirmation that what I was feeling was right. I pulled out the sun card, the nine of pentacles, I think it was, and some other card that I'm now forgetting. Anyway, it basically confirmed what I was feeling, that this job was for me. Rio finally interjected and asked, So what did you do with that information, dear one? Well, I became overwhelmed with joy. I started daydreaming about my new life. And I... uh, I may have texted Stan that I got the job. Rio volleyed back, trying to keep Stevie on track to finish the story. And so... How did the interview turn out? Well, I didn't get the job, and I... I'm kind of afraid to admit it, that I kind of lost it. I feel like I've entered into a rut that I can't come back from. I thought I was done with my current job that I hate so, so much. But now, I have to keep doing it. Forever. Stevie's overdramatic use of words entertained Rio slightly as she replied with a small chuckle. Oh, Stevie, I'm sure you won't be stuck in that job forever, but let's focus on the bigger lesson of all of this. Do you feel like you're able to thoroughly manage your emotions enough to trust the tools that you're using for divine guidance? Are you able to be in non-preference? Confused, Stevie rebutted. I'm not sure what you mean by all of that. I just thought the tools were just that. Tools, like a shovel or a hammer. You use them to do things. Like, hammering. Rio enjoyed Stevie's childlike way of viewing the world of energy, and it fed her, assisting in her answer. Yes, tools are helpful, but if you have a preference in what they confirm, then there's a good chance they will do just that, or you won't accept what they're telling you. But let's first focus more on your reaction to not getting the job. First and foremost, the things we want may not always be the things we need. You are receiving signs, but they may just not be the signs that you are looking for. Your not getting the job was a sign, possibly, to show you that there is more education or experience needed to attain it. There are possibilities to consider, but the most important is to take notice of how these external circumstances are affecting your internal well-being. Rio paused and focused on Stevie, who was intently writing notes in her notepad, So much so, she never looked up to see Rio looking at her. She then leaned in and asked, So Stevie, did your parents ever tell you no as a child? Stevie stopped writing and looked up and replied, Yeah, I think I heard my fair share of no's. My parents were pretty strict. And how did you react as a child when you heard that? Rio questioned back. Um, I definitely did not like it. As a teenager, I remember yelling, slamming my door a lot, and punching my pillows. I feel like they said no to a lot of things that just didn't make sense, like bringing me to my friend's house a couple miles away on a weekend when we weren't doing anything anyway. Rio continued with her questions. As someone who wants to work with kids and probably has been around kids, would you say that kids always know what's best for them? No, not at all. That's kind of why I want to work with them. I want to help them learn and grow. In doing that, you're essentially their guide in a way, right? So if you had a child that wanted to eat a whole bag of candy before lunch, 
How would you handle that? Well, I mean, I feel like that's an easy one, Rio. I would tell them no and then explain that they would get a stomachache eating all of that sugar. I would help them make healthier choices. Rio looked Stevie in the eyes and then patiently countered. What if not getting that job was the divine god looking out for you, saving you from a possible metaphorical stomachache? Stevie stared blankly for a few seconds, and then her mouth dropped open. As she processed, she then questioned back, I think I get what you mean, but I ended up with a stomachache anyway from not getting the job. The stomachache you experienced, dear one, was self-inflicted through your emotional reaction because of your expectations, which led to your disappointment. The metaphorical stomachache I mentioned could have saved you from something more drawn out and possibly worse, like working for a boss you eventually don't get along with or doing a job that is too overly demanding. The divine God has a way of protecting us from ourselves just as you want to protect the kids from themselves. We should trust in the divine that we do not have all the information, just as the kids don't know what is healthiest for them and thus need your guidance. Trust in the divine God as your guide, no matter your preferences, Stevie. Stevie, lost in the words of Rio, came to and realized that Rio was knelt down in front of her, holding her hand. Uh, wow, uh, that's just... I can't... I have no... Words. You have a way of making things sound so simple. Why does everything always feel so complicated in my head? Rio smiled, sipped her tea, and replied, That's because knowledge is in the learning, but wisdom is in the emptying, dear one. Empty what is no longer serving you, and you are left with simple wisdom. Wow, well... Here we have Stevie has really gotten herself quite worked up over this potential job situation. And then she seems to be experiencing some uh, frustration with, of course, tools not working. And so I think this is a good time for her to get with Rio and to discuss some of these things. So welcome, everyone, to our latest episode. And um, looking forward to sharing everything that we're going to get into uh, discussing this. And I think it is going to be a little bit different from the previous ones, the things that we are discussing. Yeah, and I'll just reset this episode for you all. We are on episode 125, which is five full years, 25 episodes a year. So that's a little bit of a little milestone for us. Yeah. And it's coming on, I think, seven years that we're going to be knowing each other in February. So we have that whole seven-year cycle. Mm-hmm. And we also wanted to let everybody know that we're going to be continuing this Inward Journey story series in seasons. So this first season will have 13 episodes. This is episode 12. So we'll have one more after this. And then we'll take a little break, probably still discuss the prior season in the episodes that we release. But this allows us to kind of time travel a little bit, move the time forward a little bit so that the characters kind of progress and then we're able to talk about different scenarios and get into different experiences that the characters have so we can touch upon as many experiences of the human condition as possible. Yes, and this means that we're going to bring back for a few months, more like the old style that we presented the podcast in, 
But at the same time, we're going to be developing the new stories that we're just discussing for season two. And uh, we'll be bringing that back around. So some people seem to be resonating with the old style a little bit more. Some people resonate with the story style a little bit more. So this is just a way to kind of hopefully give everybody a little bit of what they're what they are looking to experience here on the Wise Wise podcast. And this episode has some low key experiences that I've had along in my journey prior to and then all in the past seven years of meeting Alexander just kind of tweaked. So Stevie's kind of going through some similar circumstances and experiences that I've had that I'm going to be able to talk about more as we get into this episode. But the first thing I want to bring up again, I wanted to touch upon signs and I know we've discussed it in depth on two previous episodes, but just touch upon it a little bit because I do feel like this story brought up just another layer of it. And it's the fact that like all of all the things that happen in our life can be seen as a sign, not just the ones that we're attracted to or that call our attention to being a sign, right? Right, yeah. And some people choose specific things to follow as far as signs go, whether there is some type of tarot deck or astrology or animals even and there's nothing wrong with that of course but it can be a little limiting to where if you choose to have the attitude or the intention that most anything can be a sign and you're able to walk life in that that place of neutrality that whatever comes across your path that it will have some information for you even in the other day, I happened to be experiencing a discomfort in my body. And that night, I happened to be watching a movie. And in the movie, they brought up the area of my body that I was having discomfort. And in the movie, they mentioned a supplement, a natural supplement that this person was using with a similar discomfort. And I took it right away as a sign, and I ordered some of the supplement right away. And that has worked for me so much better in the past rather than me focusing on looking for a specific sign, rather being open to the universe or the divine speaking through any format or any form or any one. And this really helps us to embrace other people in the way that they talk about things, their views, because again, if you can learn to walk in non-preference, somebody else's view that's different from yours can still have some information that may be useful to you. So I hope that's making sense rather than being so focused on certain signs to learn to walk, to be open to most anything being a sign at the right time. Yeah, I think most of us only see signs when they're like smack in front of our face. And in the complete conversation, we'll get into why that's not a good practice, only mm -hmm. doing that. Because the universe is going to get your attention when it needs you to reroute, yes. like we've talked about in, in previous episodes. And, and it's similar and are connected to like anyone that buys like a new car. Many times they'll get a yellow, whatever it is, uh, Prius, and then they see nothing but yellow Priuses. And see, that's the way that the mind can work that we don't notice until we bring something into our life, and then it seems like it's everywhere. But see, it's not that more is coming around just because that purchase happened. You just weren't looking in the same way. 
as you are once you buy something and you want it to be like special or individual and then you see it everywhere. So the next thing I want to bring up was when Stevie thought she was done with her job and it's almost like she started planning her life in her head outside of that job. And then when the realization set in that she didn't get the new job and she would have to return to her old job, that is where a lot of her frustration and sadness <laughs> kind of came in. And this is one of the experiences that I've had in the past, not with jobs, but but I can get into briefly sharing in the complete conversation around my experience with crypto and how that kind of led me to feeling like my life was going to change in a certain way. And then mm -hmm. I got brought back down uh, pretty fast. It took months for me to readjust after just daydreaming and planning a little bit. It took a long time to kind of come back down to the realization that that wasn't going to happen. Yes, and that is experiencing expectations rather than intention. And there's nothing wrong with dreaming or having a vision. But again, with intention, there is no attachment to how it plays out. And that's a challenging concept for a lot of people to grasp onto because I've been told before that it seems like I just don't care about anything. And, and, See, I carry preferences. The act of learning to, to live outside of preferences doesn't mean you don't ever have a preference. It simply means that you recognize when you do and you accept that I'm probably not seeing this clearly. So in those situations, again, this person isn't doing anything wrong, but this is when it's nice to have somebody that you can go and get a different view from especially if they don't have a dog in the fight, so to say, or they don't have anything that they're going to gain from it, to just help you see it from a non-attached view. And this is how we can utilize people in our lives. But many times, friends want their friend to support them in their vision. So that's why it's very challenging many times for a family member or friend to play that non-bias role because there are some biases there and why it helps to have somebody neutral that you can go to present the information that you're dealing with and get a non-preference logical maybe view of it or even metaphysical view. I think a large part of our upcoming conversation when we get into more depth is going to be centered around the spiritual plane and faith and how or the role that the divine plays within our everyday life. And and one thing that Rio said was that things we want may not always be the things we need. And that kind of wraps in how they had a discussion back and forth that encompassed most of this episode about uh, how Rio connected the divine to Stevie being a teacher. And so in that metaphor, Stevie was the divine and the kids were you know, everyday people mm -hmm. uh, relating to the divine. Yes, and I look really forward to getting this deep because it's been one of my biggest teachings of my experience and sharing with people that when we're able to see that divine energy like the optimal mother and father, that divine feminine and divine masculine, and that role it doesn't make mistakes, so to say. And when we're, we can be seen as adults as comparing us to that higher vibration or that divine energy similar to a five-year-old and where they are at in their thinking process to the adult. 
And when the adult does take away the candy, the five-year-old many times thinks the adult or the parent is being mean or that they've done something wrong. And many times they'll cry and get very upset and emotional. And all the mom or the parent or the adult is doing is protecting the child. So sometimes when we have things taken away from us, it's for our highest good. But see, time needs to go by, a certain amount of time needs to go by before we can reflect back and see what good that has done in our life. And with me personally, you know, one of my biggest tragedy of losing Sherry over 14 years ago, you know, that has now come to a point that it's made me such a better person because it broke me on every level and it helped me to rebuild in a different fashion to where I'm much more centered, much more living in intention, non-preference, and all of that came from my trauma. So any of you out there that are listening that are presently going through a trauma or major changes in your life, this is where faith does come in, to have the faith that in due time, you will understand why that had to happen the way that it did. And some people are able to get there faster than others, and many times that's only because they've been through more situations than those other people. And that's when we bring in the first pillar and also the word trust, trust in God, trust in the divine. This particular subject has been probably the top one of this year for me mm-hmm. in my practice and getting more comfortable and more intimate with Pillar One. Mm-hmm. Yes, because I even raised my boys on the fact that the more that they were able to accept no in a useful way or a beneficial or accepting way, the more yeses that they would get. And from time to time, they might ask me to go spend the night with a friend and just initially I would say no to just see how they would respond And I taught them that a no can turn to a yes in a snap of a finger because I want to see how they handled the no. And they handled no's very well, so they actually got very few no's throughout their life. But it was important for me to teach them that I'm always looking out for your best interest. So my no's are just as important as yes's. And I still use that today with the divine in my own life of when something gets taken away, I carry the faith that I've already either received the something of equal value or I will very soon. And that helps me to stay, you know, non-attached to people, places, or things. For the new listeners out there, I don't know if you want to bring in and talk about Pillar One and then how it can strengthen our bond with the divine. Yeah, so Pillar One is finding the divine order in the chaos. Or the way I prefer to say it is everything's in divine order, whether I understand it or not. And that is a practice of trust and faith that right now I'm going through this and this feels frictional because it's not in my preferences. But I trust in due time, I will understand why I'm having to go through this. And that helps the process of the resistance to move through and There's some views out there that there's a heaven and hell and that there's uh, God here and there's a devil running around making people do things. And I'm not judging that view. I'm just saying that this view, when I took it on in my own practice, really changed my life to see that we are part of creating our own heaven and hell right here on 
this earth plane in this lifetime and that those preferences are normally what makes us feel the hell or the resistance. So again, here I'm going to bring in the term acceptance. That sounds like a simple word, but it's a very complex practice. That acceptance in your life does not mean that you condone or approve of. I've said this in many, many episodes, but it simply means that you're able to accept it and not resist it. Because again, we'll get deeper into this. Resistance is necessary for growth. So anything that you want to stop growing, any situation, any anxiety, you work with accepting it and stopping the resistance of it. And then lastly, I wanted to just touch upon this, but I think we'll cover most of it in the complete conversation, which is when Rio was talking about how preventing kids from getting a stomach ache with withholding the candy from a teacher perspective. And then Stevie brought in that she still got a stomach ache and that was from her emotional reactions. So I did want to discuss the differences between those and just so it was more clear. Yeah, so going back to the child analogy, see the parent is keeping the additional sugar away to keep that type of stomach ache from coming. But if the child chooses to be so upset and so angry or distraught that they can't have that candy right then. They can create their own stomach ache. But see, that's not from a substance such as sugar. That is a self-inflicted, not accepting, not accepting. So yes, here Stevie went through some aches and pains and those kind of things, but it was self-inflicted due to her preferences, due to her working in expectations, even sending the text to her husband that she's got the job before it's gone through just because she's so-called following her signs. When she's not following the signs, she's following her preferences. And then that makes it even harder when they come back together to discuss because Stan thinks that everything's gone great and she's upset at him that he don't realize that, no, it didn't. But he's just going off of what information that she had given him up to that point. Yeah, she definitely, the last couple episodes, has been on an emotional roller coaster. And we can trace back that she was the source of all that emotional reaction yes. roller coaster. Yes, creating the idea, the concept, you know, envisioning, seeing it all work out, and then believing it. See, it's nothing wrong, again, with having the vision. Be a dreamer. Be, you know, a, a, use visualization, but don't stay attached to the dream or the visualization. Trust that it's going to work out in divine order. All you have to do is take a few steps and get the energy moving in that direction. Well, we'll get into how to do that without being attached coming up. See you guys on the other side. Blessings. Thank you for listening to this free version of our Inward Journey story series. To hear the complete conversation and go deeper into how these characters can bring in more consciousness Utilizing the tools and techniques of the Just Philosophy, head on over to wisewisepodcast.com and become a premium member. You'll get to hear all of our complete conversations and begin your self-development journey with us. We honor your dedication to self-growth, overall wellness, and continuing to ask the wise wise and remember gradual changes over long periods of time 
equals lasting results. Continue on your self-growth journey by visiting thejustphilosophy.com where you are able to connect personally by booking a private consultation with Alexander in person, by phone, or Zoom. Uncover your authentic self more easily with a human design or destiny card consultation. Here you will gain information about your energetic makeup, personality, and your higher self, as well as navigating your way through your relationships. There are also multiple types of reports available for purchase that help you gain insight into your career, relationships, and opportunities for self-growth. The site also allows you to view a calendar of Alexander's live performances and class schedule, peruse other products such as shirts, CDs, and finally, the revolutionary VibroTune vibrational sound therapy tables. These contoured therapy tables allow you to bathe in a vibrational sonic bath of frequencies, bringing you into alignment on all levels. You will be feeling and hearing calming music synced through vibration and frequency. So again, you can grab all this goodness at thejustphilosophy.com, T-H-E-J-U-S-T-P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y.com. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 25 years in his personal studies, private practice, and professional environment. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only and is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. We want to thank you for working on you. Keep shining your light and refining your vibe.